you've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go! What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Truly appreciate everybody tuning in, man. I, I, man, ladies, aliens, I don't give a damn who you are. I um, love all y'all equally, and I am so thankful for everybody. Everybody, each and every one of y'all. Even if you don't listen, don't matter. I'm so happy that y'all exist. Um, Man, man, man. Life is good. Life is good, folks. Sacramento Kings, let's go! Super stoked for the playoff game on Saturday. Um, I've waited 17 years to say it, so y'all can just listen to that for a second. But we're over the basketball. UFC 287 is in the books, and oh, man, it was a beautiful event. Beautiful event. Dana White once again, my friend. The utmost respect for what that guy's done over there in the UFC. Um, for those that haven't don't remember the journey, man, that... UFC used to be illegal. UFC used to not fly anywhere, any place, any time, and now it is the mainstream. It is what we look forward to, and we have events happening damn near every weekend now. I mean, it is wild. I love what he's done. Um, he's created an amazing culture over there. Um, for the most part, you do have your Francis Nagano, you know, your Francis moments and stuff come about. Um, Leon Edwards doing it now, saying that he doesn't want to fight Kobe. Can't blame him. Um, Colby's going to get in that ass, and he knows it. That's going to be one hell of a fight. And I think 99% of people know that Colby's walking away with the title if those two do fight. But let's get back to UFC 287. Amazing card. Piera versus Adesanya, too. And it was everything everything everybody asked for. I mean, that, that fight card had everything. The only person that didn't, I mean... The only fight that didn't have highlights was Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal. I think that one did not live up to anybody's expectations, um, which a lot of the Gilbert Burns fights, I think every other fight pretty much for him is, you know, I think two out of three are probably unanimous decisions now. He does get a couple little knockouts here and there. He does have some nice hands. I, I give that to him 100%, but I'll get on the Gilbert Burns situation later, um, especially with him demanding that he gets the next title shot, I think that he, I think that he, think he's highly mistaken, and I do not believe he deserves it. But we'll start at the bottom of the, uh, the fight card on two eighty seven. Sam Hughes, um, definitely upset. Jacqueline, uh, I'm I'm Amarim or something. Like I forget her last name, but uh, definitely an upset. Jacqueline came in with all types of hype. Um, Sam Hughes, straight cardio machine, just outworked her. Uh, Jacqueline first round. Threw in two submission attempts, rear naked chokes. Looked like she was going to dominate the fight. Had back position, could not get the chokes in, even though they were deep. Sam Hughes would not tap, fought her way out of it. Second round, you could see that uh, Jacqueline was gassed. She had no more cardio. Sam Hughes ran through her. Next two rounds, Sam Hughes just dominated. Great performance um, by Sam Hughes, and congratulations. Uh, let's see. Steve Garcia defeats... Shaolin, whatever his name is. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because before the fight, I tried to pronounce it, and who knows if I even got that one right. But a KO after 36 seconds in round two just smashed him. And that's very unfortunate because I was not going for Garcia, even though, you know, nothing personal. He just wasn't my pick. So, you know, 
I do know when I put these picks in and I start watching because I'm trying to win these UFC strike packs, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to win these packs, get these NFTs, you know. Um, but I didn't pick it right. I didn't pick it right. So it kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie because once I make my picks, now I'm kind of rooting for somebody in the fight where I typically watch a fight and I'm just like, all right, let's see what they got. And I'm studying. Now I kind of get like, I, I want somebody, you know, I want I want to win that. So not going to lie. Um, definitely was going for the opposite, even though it's a fight. I started watching it, man. I was really a Garcia fan. So good job. Congratulations, my friend. Ignacio. Uh, am I supposed to even try this last name? Bahamores. I don't know. But he defeated Trey Ogden. Um, unanimous decision. Solid performance. Uh, I definitely know your name because you do have a UFC strike moment. It was part of the challenge. Definitely had to own... One of his moments, I'm sure that they sold like wild wildfire on UFC Strike. I didn't look. Um, I definitely could have. Uh, the next fight, that one was um, very controversial, we'll say. It was def- uh, Lupi Gorinez defeats Cynthia Calvino versus um, via split decision. So it was it was. This is another one. This is where making those picks really plays into effect because I had picked Loopy. So I'm I'm rooting for her. Although Cynthia was putting that work in. Very active. Um definitely a lot more strikes. Was super efficient. Um not not efficient. I'm not gonna lie. She was definitely throwing an air a lot, but just constantly going. I believe she threw over a hundred more strikes than Loopy did. Loopy was very centered, like and it was split decision, so remember now, it, it was very controversial, but Loopy was the straighter puncher. She did have what looked like more pop on her punch. Um, she was showing damage. Um, it was it was, it was was interesting. It was, a, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. With that being said, Joe Pfeiffer defeated Gerald uh, Mershart, I believe I said it right, by a TKO in the first round, and that was... It was it was a beautiful showing, Joe. I'm not gonna lie, man. Super, congratulations. That was a great fight. Um, he came out and Gerald is no pushover. Gerald was there. Um, definitely they were they were throwing in the beginning. Joe came out and that was it. I mean, he the story repeats. Joe Pfeiffer has just been smashing people, and that's what he does. I mean, it was it was very evident, um, very beautiful showing. I'm excited to see his next fight. It's going to be hard to bet against him, so we'll see where they pair him up. I do wish that I looked at the rankings now and just saw what options he has or where he's going to be going. Not even sure if he's going to be ranked in the top 15, but we will see. We will see. Um, I, I, I really wish I would have looked into it to see who he would match up with because there are some interesting matchups that could be made on that one. Um, Luana Pinero defeats Michelle Watterson Gomez by split decision. Another crazy fight. Um, definitely Watterson, Watterson Gomez. Uh, what do they call it? The karate hottie, I believe she was, she was throwing another one, just throwing an air, throwing everything, just firing, 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 did not stop. Luana was definitely sitting back, trying to be more of the counter puncher. Um, definitely got out punched, but with that being said, Michelle Watterson was wearing the damage on her face probably better if it wasn't for the bloody nose. I believe Panero, I think, had a bloody nose 
Waterson looked okay. I even saw her after the fight. She had like some redness on her forehead, but overall not too much damage. Um, Good fight. Good fight. Split decision. I mean, they both deserved it either way it went. Um, I was kind of going for Waterson because I have her NFC strike moment, but at the same time, I don't believe I chose her just based on her record and what she's been. You know, I think she's lost a couple, what, three in a row now or something like that. Don't. Don't quote me. It's definitely been a while, but I remember looking at it. Um, her stats weren't looking too swell on the record part. Now we get to more of the, oh, I think this was a, the main event on the undercard, was Kevin Gasolum defeats Chris Curtis by unanimous decision. I really don't understand how this was a unanimous decision, but maybe I had a bias in this going because I was rooting for, I chose Chris Curtis. Um, I thought that he just power-wise was going to be a, too much for Kelvin Gastelum to handle and Kelvin let me give you a round of applause <laughs> Kelvin showed up for that damn fight man he came out blasting I mean he took some shots Chris Curtis was definitely oh that's the fight Chris Curtis got robbed for a headbutt so for those that didn't see that fight Chris Curtis he, he was giving him the work man I think it was the second round and all of a sudden, you just see him drop. So he's giving Kevin Gastelum the business. Kevin Gastelum throws a right hand or something. They didn't really show it too much on the replay. But when he pops up, as he comes up from his right hand, he caught Chris Curtis with a headbutt and dropped him. I mean, just sank him. Knocked him out, basically. Got on top, pounded him a couple times. Chris Curtis caught his breath, got back, you know, got back to business in round two and Lost round three as well. He was just gassed. His stamina, gas tank. I mean, he, was, he literally got knocked out by a headbutt. That was a huge miss by the referee. Um, I didn't see it either on the camera. I wasn't sure exactly what it was. I just know something caught him. I saw him get rocked. Kevin Gaslam, congratulations, man. Still one hell of a fight. Take nothing away from you. It's not your fault. Um, definitely probably didn't even know that it happened. Maybe he did. Typically a headbutt in a fight, I will. I'd probably know. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure I'd know. Definitely been in a couple fights. I don't remember throwing any. I, I don't try to throw headbutts. And I'm wondering if I, my hand head would have hit somebody and knocked them to that point. I'm pretty sure I'd know. Not going to lie because my hands didn't hit nothing. But sometimes I don't know where the hell my hands went. So can't really blame him. Cannot blame Kevin Gastelum. Came up, busted his ass. Definitely was getting work there in that first uh, round. But. Maybe, maybe not because he got it 30-27. Very strange, but, hey, Chris Curtis, big shout-out too, man. You deserve it. That was a great fight. <laughs> Love to see where both of those guys go. Kevin, Ke Kevin, Kelvin, Gastelum, um, you'll be back on the main card, man. Congratulations. Big showing, big showing. Main card time. Christian Rodriguez defeats Raul Rosas Jr., can't believe the hype, I guess, folks. Um, definitely, you know, I'm I'm not going to take anything away from Raul Rosas Jr. I mean, I don't want to, I don't think any less of him. I didn't think much of him going into the fight. I listened to one of his interviews right before when he was talking about his brother and just listening to him talk. I was like, this is still a child. Like, definitely, I, and take nothing away from him. I believe he just turned 18. This is still a, a child when you listen to him. I don't know what somebody saw in him or what, what was going on over there, but. Somebody signed this kid. Somebody saw something in him, and you can't come up with a complete conclusion. He gassed out. Um, round one, he looked oh, he looked pretty good. Not gonna lie. Round two, he was gassed, and round three, he was he was he was he was getting worked. 
I mean, he lost a unanimous decision. Um, not even close. He definitely was just round one. He, he took it. He, there's no debate. And he took round one. He came out, solid performance. Every judge, I believe, gave it to him. Just take down, take down, fail, take down, fail, take down, fail. And then uh, Christian Rodriguez, boy, he showed up. He came out, guns blazing. Um, sorry I didn't pick you, bro. Sorry I didn't pick you, man. Definitely wish I had that pick back. Uh, Raul Rosas, they were definitely building the hype. And he gassed out. He reminded me of Conor McGregor when he fought Nick Diaz. And I, I hey, I, I apologize for even comparing the two. That's on me. But it's really what it looked like. Um, if you get, if, if everybody remembers, Conor McGregor came out first round. He was working Nick Diaz, but he just wasn't able to keep up with the pace. I think this was the same thing for Raul Rosas. Not saying he has the personality. He doesn't have the it factor like um, McGregor does, does um, or did. Either way you want to look at it, because back then, even when McGregor was younger, he was when he first came to the scene, he was ready. He was prepared. He was an entertainer. Um, listening to Mr. Rosas is not the same. It's like listening to a, a youngster, which completely different. Um, he does not have that it, but with that being said, he can be a solid fighter. He's just going to have to learn how to dial it back. You know what I mean? Not overexert yourself that first round. He, you know, as you get up in that competition, you can't expect these guys to go away. That would be the best way to put it because this guy's out there like Justin Gaethje, for example. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be there. You know what I mean? You have your Dustin Poirier. I mean, these guys take punches like it's unbelievable. Um, when it comes to the wrestling game, you will meet another wrestler that, you know, wrestling, there's guys, there's wrestlers out there. It's it's a, it's an interesting future for him. I don't see him ever becoming a champion. Um, but I do see him being a contender a while and, you know, probably getting a couple, at least three, four more fights. We'll see how those go. I can see him going, you know, three and one or something and maybe making a push. You might see him in the top 10 one day. With that being said, next fight and Christian Rodriguez, man, I got nothing to say about your performance, but complete respect. Great performance. Um, got outworked the first round, but worked your ass off the next two. Didn't get the finish. If you would have got the finish, man, you would have got a lot more hype, but you beat the, you beat the guy. And congratulations, man. Super excited to see where your career goes next. Kevin Holland defeats Santiago Panz Panzanobi. Let's go with that, man. That sound good to you? All right. Kevin Holland, I didn't pick you, man. I know those that listened, I definitely I should have picked you, but I'm just going off the record, bro. I'm just going off the record, man. We just – he hasn't been showing up with those wins, man. It's just – Kevin Holland, amazing performance. I got nothing bad to say about the guy. I love the guy. I love everything he does in the media. I didn't pick him. I didn't pick him. I almost I almost feel bad, man. I almost feel bad. I should have bet the house on him. But Santiago Ponzan, Ponzanobi, great performance. I mean, he was in there holding it down, just caught, caught some big punches and lights out, man. You cannot play against Kevin Holland. Um, it was a great fight. It was in round three, three, three minutes and 16 seconds. So 316 of round three, that's why I remember that one. Um, Kevin Holland, man, what a performance. That was just a great fight, very entertaining like all of the Holland fights are. Um, I loved how that worked out, definitely, because I love seeing Holland just get back in the wind column, and he always takes the hard-ass fights. 
Love to see it. Love to see it. Amazing performance. Where they go next, Santiago, he's still up there. You know, he, he showed dominant performance. I mean, just that he's up there in that caliber. So I don't see him getting, you know, going anywhere. I think that he'll still make another. Will he make a main event on a pay-per-view? Maybe not. But I can definitely see him in a fight night or something coming up real soon. Kevin Holland, what's next for Kevin Holland? Um, fuck, what do you do? Um, he, I know he got into it with Masvidal when the post fight. He, he got it after weigh-ins. They got into it. They have a they have a pass, a little pass, not not like a big one, but definitely not like the Colby situation. So Jorge and Holland, from what I believe, got into it after weigh-ins, and then they got into it. Um, the press conference when they announced the question. One of the, I don't know, one of the reporters. There we go. I was almost used the Dana White word, but, you know, that's pretty much what I do too, so I'm not even hating on these guys. But Dana White has some different words to call them. Those almost slipped out, but I had to catch my tongue because that's basically, you know, calling myself. I ain't going to lie. Kevin Holland, man. Amazing, amazing story. The dude just goes out and fights. Jorge Masvidal, amazing story. Dude goes out and fights. Nobody wants to see these two fight, really, I don't believe. It would be a banger fight. Um, I don't even know if they match up well weight-wise, I guess so. But Masvidal and Holland got into it, what is it, after the weigh-ins. And then come pre-fight interviews, Dana White shut all the, the reporters down. Like, who has no more stupid questions. You know what I mean? Basically just shut it down. It was a beautiful work of art by Dana White. Definitely made more publicity out of the situation, but set up for future options for either of the two guys if they choose to fight each other. However, like Kevin Holland said, it's just two dogs barking. Nothing else took place. Um, he has more history with, um, at least Masvidal has more of a past with Leon or Colby. He could choose the loser of that fight. Not saying that they would want to fight Masvidal, but it would be a good payday. So I know he said he wants to f- defeat Colby, kill him in the cage legally. So that would be one opportunity for him. Leon Edwards also, uh, definitely they have their history. And if he comes off a loss, if he loses to Colby, that would be an easy money fight if you want to take on Jorge, who has, clearly does not have it anymore, but we'll get to that. Rob Font defeats Adrian Yanis by TKO. What a fight. That was wild, folks. I'm not going to lie. That was an amazing fight. Rob Font, love everything that he did. Um, I didn't pick you either, bro. I'm not going to lie, and I love Rob Font. I mean, it's just a wild fight, but Adrian Yanis is supposed to be the straighter boxer-style puncher, supposed to be coming out laser-focused. It was the opposite. I'm not going to lie. Font came back. I mean, you got to think, back-to-back losses. Rob Font had a lot of hype. He was definitely moving up the rankings, but he had back-to-back losses to Marlon Vera and to Jose Aldo. I mean, you can't blame anybody who loses to either of those two, even though Marlon Vera just had his slow performance against uh, Sandhagen. And Jose Aldo, he's past his prime, but always a warrior. You always, I mean, those are two guys that you really don't mind losing to, especially a couple years ago because they're in their prime. They're fired on all cylinders. With that being said, Font, he rose from the ashes, man. That was beautiful. Yanis, he was a rising star. He was definitely going through win after win after win, climbing up the rankings. Um, With a win here, he would have been put in a great spot. Definitely have his UFC strike moment as well, so I was kind of rooting for him. Um, 
I almost bought a bunch of them, actually, just because I thought he was going to win and keep moving up. But Rob Font, man, let, let me let me give you what you deserve. Amazing performance. That was one hell of a knockout. Um, one hell of a knockout. I mean, for those that have that that did not see that one, you can just YouTube it real quick and just catch a short. That's all you got to see is the last five seconds. I mean, that knockout sent Yanis into another galaxy. Um, he's out of the Milky Way at this point. He's over there. He almost got turned into stardust. I mean, this dude just got hit so hard. Amazing punch. I mean, Font, and it wasn't just a punch. It was actually an accumulation. Font was just hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. Had Yanis turn around, trying to go the other way, chased him down, cornered him. You know what I mean? He, he had him. He, he knew it. He knew he was hurt, and he just put it on him, man. That was an amazing Amazing, dominant performance. Um, puts Rob Font right back into the mix. I mean, and Yanis, I don't expect him to fall very far. I think that he can get back on the horse uh, as long as he didn't get too much damage. He definitely took a huge shot. So first off, I want to say health-wise, I hope everybody's okay. Everybody makes it through this event, you know, back to full health. That's first. But, man, that was dope. That was dope. Um, Rob Font, man, super excited to see where he goes. He did call out Figueredo. He called out Figueredo at bantamweight. So Figueredo has already announced that he wanted to move up, but then he's been behind the scenes. I personally care because I own one of his championship moments um, for the UFC strike. If those don't know, go check it out. Love UFC strike, what they're doing, NFTs. I got it in other episodes, but not getting on that right now. That would be dope. I would love to see... Rob Font fight Figueredo. Um, that would put Figueredo up there into a ranked match pretty much immediately, um, which he deserves if he doesn't go higher. He's been a champion for quite some time. He's just Marino's got his number. Um, they've had one hell of a little trilogy over there, and he said he wants to move up. Yanis, um, where do you put him? I don't know. Um I was thinking he'd be a great matchup with Pedro Munoz, but he fights this weekend, so we'll see what Pedro does. Yanis and Pedro would be a decent fight. I just like their two styles, but I didn't know Pedro was fighting this weekend until I saw the fight card, so you can forget about that. Um, for those that don't remember who Pedro Munoz is, he's the one that had the eye poke against the Sugar Show. Debatable if it was an eye poke or whether he just got worked and rocked, but that's not up to my debate, and I really don't care because that's long gone, and Sugar Show should be fighting soon. All right, folks, here it is. Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Um, all I can start with is I used to be a Masvidal fan. I really did. Ever since the Kimbo Slice days, I've been watching Jorge for a long time. I don't watch the other fight leagues like some other people, so I can't say that I watched him when he was in Strike Force or wherever he went. I believe he was a Strike Force champion. But I know he bounced around some different fight leagues, and I didn't follow all that. Um, I can't lie there, but... As far as Masvidal himself, I definitely followed followed him prior to the knee. They made him famous against uh, that wrestler dude. I forget his name, uh, Ben Askren. But with that being said, after that thing he did the, the cheap shot against Kobe Covington, I can't can't fly with him, man. You can't just run up on somebody, cheap shot him, and do it like that. Um, if anything, when we do that, um, you, you're gonna get the whole beat down. We're not just gonna cheap shot you one time. Definitely not going to do that. I mean, you got to square up and just you're in the streets already. There's no reason to go up and cheap shot somebody. I'm not with that. I don't do that. I'm not cool with it. And ever since then, I've lost my respect for him just as an individual. 
And as a man, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in the cheap shot thing. I hate it. Um, definitely have never done it and do not. Oh, I lie. I did during a, like a, a robbery type thing, but that's a little different. Um, that was, but I guess I'm trying to eat, man. He's over here. He, he well fed on um, the big difference to me. But with that being said, I do got to take that one back. Cause there's somebody out there in the universe. Like, uh, uh-uh, he, he cheap shot him, but Hey, 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 I had to get in them pockets. It's a little different. Um, Oh, good days. Good days. Respect between these two fighters when they came to the cage, both of them. I mean, they understand what it is. Both two warriors. They understand that, you know, there wasn't any bad blood. They're definitely at the weigh-ins and everything. Definitely. There was a little, little, you know, hostility, which should be expected with two fighters. But Jorge was at home. He had it all set up. He had the home field advantage. He basically got to sleep in his own bed basically, and then make it to the fight. So, that was beautiful. Um, everything was set up for Jorge. He had it there. I mean, his situation was set up so well, especially with Leon and Kobe pretty much already scheduled. That only a shocking knockout on Jorge's part would have put, like, a, basically put a stick in the spokes because we wouldn't know what to do next. Dana does, but uh, he's already said Kobe. So it looks like Leon and Kobe, they're going to fight. You know, whoever wins that, Masvidal has beef with either of them. So if he wins this, we already know he's matching up. He's fighting for the championship. That's going to be huge. As I believe Leon said it, Masvidal dropped the bag. That's all there is to it. Masvidal did not show up to the fight. Um, and, well, he says he did. You know, he just didn't look. He wasn't there. He didn't have that pop. It sucks. He was in his hometown. It was all set up. Um, President Trump showed up in attendance to... Even witnessed this. I know he's a big Jorge fan and was rooting for Jorge. Jorge didn't have it, folks. He was just slower. He even said it himself after the fight when he basically retired. Um, I saw something. I think it was Chael Chael Sonnen said that he never said that he retired. But from what I got, he threw his gloves out. Definitely looked like he retired. But like I said, I could see him coming back for a big fight, whether it was with the Diaz or... uh, He'll fight Leon or Colby. You know, I can see him fighting again, but he said he basically is done and he lost it, blah, 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 blah. I see him coming back. We all know Masvidal loves the attention, and if the money's right, he'll be right back into it. But with that being said, it wasn't an entertaining fight. It was not an entertaining fight, and I'm not being biased. I wanted to see this fight. I was really looking forward to it because it held so many implications, like, what going forward was going to happen was all based around this fight. And Gilbert Burns, he's a warrior. He is not an entertainer. Um, that's the best way to put it. Gilbert Burns, I love watching him fight. Um, I actually I enjoy it. I look forward to it. I know he's going to show up and give 100%. I know pretty much what I'm going to get. He does stand and bang a little bit. He does have some knockout power. Um, I just remember him throwing a hook or something with the ooh at the end and just knocking somebody flat on their back. I mean, take nothing away from him. I think that he is a great fighter. Um, he is going to beat 9 out of 10 people for the most part. He does have those people that he loses to, but he's not an entertainer. He does not move the needle. I know in those are Dana's words, you know, about um, Nick Diaz or Nate Diaz back in the day. Burns just doesn't have it. He doesn't have that spark. He definitely doesn't have that uh, 
that big hit. He doesn't draw a lot of fans. It, it does suck. I know he just hit 300K on Twitter, I believe, as followers. That's, you know, big number. But like I said, I follow him on Twitter, but I'm, I, I will not buy a fight card because he's in it. You know what I mean? He's never going to make me buy a ticket just because Gilbert Burns is there. However, if it's a Gilbert Burns fight, I do watch him. I love watching him fight. Um, very solid fighter. Well, well-rounded. I think one of the most well-rounded fighters in the UFC. I mean, his wrestling is amazing. He's never really been dominated wrestling wise. Um, Kamaru Usman, Usman gave him some business, but they were standing up a lot too. So I do like that about Gilbert Burns. I do truly respect him, but this bat, this fight was not entertaining. Um, I did not want to watch it again. Uh, you know, I don't want to go back and watch it again. Gilbert Burns was four out of six. Yeah, four out of six takedowns, I believe. Um, and it was just not an entertaining fight. Uh, there was not much. There were some definitely good shots. Masvidal got rocked, I remember, on a counter shot. So there were some good ones. Um, this puts Gilbert Burns at three for his last five. He's got three wins out of his last five. He lost to Kamza and Usman. Two, you know, players in the game. Definitely big guys up there. With that being said, Kazma is uh, Hamza. I said Kazma. Is Hamza is still in the division, still at this weight class. I mean, can't you can't pass. Gilbert Burns is over here. So at the post, post-fight, yeah, post-fight, right? Yeah, post-fight press conference, Gilbert Burns um, demanded that he be the backup fighter for Leon versus Kobe, which is fine. Dana White even agreed. Sure, you want to be a backup fighter? Cool. And then he said he wants to fight for the title next or let me go. Well, well, well. Um, bye. Bye, Shaniqua. You know what I mean? Like, you can't you can't you can't build a card around this guy. You cannot build a card around Gilbert Burns. It's not gonna sell. Nobody's gonna buy it. You know what I mean? It's like it's not there. Um I know he thinks he is, but like I said, he's three of his last five. He definitely lost to Hamzat, so Hamzat definitely deserves anything over him. Um Balil Balil Muhammad, man. I mean, dude's been solid. If anybody remembers that Leon Edwards eye poke that you know, I think it went to a draw or no contest, if I remember correctly. But Lil has been just smashing people as well. I mean, he definitely is up there in the conversation. I don't understand how Gilbert believes that he just bypasses Bilal and just jumps up there. Um, definitely, I don't know if Hamzat wants to stay at, you know, that weight class. I don't know how you not include Hamzat in the conversation, but... Gilbert Burns said he, he wants that or he's gone. So the backup fighter, he'll definitely get if he wants that. But the title fight next, I think he, he'll have one fight in that meantime. I think he, he should. Um, I think he should have to fight Bilal because Bilal definitely deserves it 100% as well. You could pair those two up and winner takes the winner of the Leon versus Colby fight. That would be an ama- amazing setup. I think everybody would like that, but it's not a main event. You put Gilbert Burns against whoever you want is not a main event. Um, I'm sorry, Gilbert. And speaking of main events, off to the main. Piera versus Adesanya, man. What a fight. This is number two in the UFC. This is a, their fourth fight overall. Piera in the past was 3-0 and oh against Adesanya. Two in kickboxing, one in MMA. Um, Piera, oh, man. I don't know what's next, man. I don't. So by now, everybody knows Adesanya is a champ, man. Congratulations, Adesanya. 
That was one hell of a performance. Anybody who loses three times to somebody and still has the belief inside of them and the determination to come back, fight a fourth time with the belief that they are going to win, that's an amazing headspace. Um, definitely very strong individual, Adesanya. Big respects to him and what he was able to accomplish. Love everything about it. Adesanya, I mean, a veteran, man. 23-2 and two in the fight game now. Ten title fights, I believe. You got a... Piera only is seven and one, folks. He has less fights in the in in MMA than Adesanya has title fights. Typically, title defenses because he's only fought for the title probably two times. Once he took it, and then he lost it. So then he took it again. So two times, two title fights that he was a challenger. That's eight defenses or something crazy like that. So big shout out to Adesanya. Love what he's done. Um, this was an amazing story. I'm so happy for him. After the fight, I, I, I got to say I loved it. Um, the first fight, Alex Piera's son definitely went up, hit himself in the head with a water bottle, and laid out, knocked out next to Adesanya as Adesanya's hand was not raised because he had been knocked out. But his, you know, Piera's son came in and just laid next to him, pretended to be knocked out. Israel saw him. Israel said, you know, he hopes his dad whoops his ass because or it, Israel will do it for him. You know what I mean? Israel don't play that shit. But with that being said, after the fight, when out when Adesanya went over, pointed to Piera's son as he's crying, and then pretended to be dead. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, I loved it. Let me, let me, let me. Let me. I know, I know, it's petty, but no, 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 no. Daddy should have been watching his son that first time in the ring, and should have taught him respect far beyond that point. But when you want to play that game, you step into it. Oh, it's all fair. It's all fair. I love that. I love what Adesanya did. Don't take it back. Don't apologize. Do it again. Love everything about that shit. Let them let have it, man. You want to jump in and point your finger in somebody's face, I love when somebody points it back at you. So, more of the story. Don't fucking sit there and point your finger in his face. You know what I mean? You can't even get to the level that he is on. So, until you are there, just sit your ass down, and we need you to commentate. You know what I mean? Make a podcast or some shit. But, with that being said, they're one and one now. This is a draw. We got to see the rubber match. We got to see number three. <sighs> Adesanya said, I don't keep score. I settle them. He does not want a rematch. According to Adesanya in the first fight, he wasn't really that damaged. You know what I mean? The referee shouldn't have stopped that fight. He was still moving and being defensive, right? I don't know if anybody else heard that. Adesanya was getting his ass whooped. Second fight. He says he was playing possum, folks. And uh, he just came out of playing possum and, and caught him you know what i mean and he was he says that he was under control the whole time i also believe he's lying uh piero was giving him the business he was hitting him with body shots throwing on him he left his hands down he was not focused on defense he left his guard down and got rocked with two overhand rights that were beautifully done not taking anything away from arasanya he deserves it but playing possum i don't believe it especially after you over there talking about the first one. Oh, it was an early stoppage. I was still defending. He was rocked, man. Referee saved him. Second fight, I don't think he was playing possum. He was getting worked on. And if those right hands didn't land, I think the end of the fight was coming very near. Um, but with that being said, total respect for the guy. Um, what he did to the kid, that was beautiful. But I don't believe a damn word coming out of his mouth. His actions are totally respectful. And I love what he's doing as a champ. So your fights, player. What's next? Piero? They're not going to fight each other, which I think they should, number three, but I'm okay if they don't. Is Pierre going to stay in that weight division? 
not sure. Um, that weight division is full of wrestlers, but you do have Whitaker, you got Vittori, you got uh, Cannoneer. So you got guys that can definitely out-wrestle Piera, but will they stand? Whitaker would be a good challenge for him. You know what I mean? Vittori we've seen get mopped up by Adesanya, so I don't know if he's ever going to be the same. And Cannoneer, I don't think anybody wants to watch his fights, especially after his and Adesanya's matchup. I mean, that was it was horrible. Um, I don't want to watch that fight again. I don't even want to think about that fight. So, or does Alex go up to 205? That's, I mean, that's there for the taking. He can jump right into it. So I'm super excited to see what Alex Pierre does. I have no idea, but Adesanya is just as, just as cloudy. I know he has a huge beef with that other, uh, African guy. That's not. Technically African, according to Usman and Adesanya, because he's white. So let the racism shit start. Um, definitely, they're saying you can't be African because you're white. Um, definitely, that's uh, it's uh, that's uh, that's that's bad, folks. That's bad. That's like anybody sitting over here saying you can't be American because you're uh, you're anything but uh, American. I mean, there there are Native Americans. So if you're not that, then you're you're not American. Uh, I guess at that point. So I I don't know what the hell you want to call it or classify it but it seems like a lot of people have a problem with him saying that he's african um and having white skin i definitely see that as racism uh i definitely ain't down for that shit and i hope that anybody who plays that card gets their ass whooped so i'll be rooting against them hopefully that dude jumps up whips out of sanja's ass that'd be beautiful not sure what their beef is but besides the color of his skin i don't know what their problem would be there may be something i should look into that but i'll get back to you with that being said, Robert Whitaker, he's always waiting. Great matchup for anybody. Definitely throwing putazos. I'm super excited. I would love to see where they go, but that would be a third fight. I do think Whitaker held his own in the second fight. It would be a great third fight, and I think Whitaker would like to do it. But Yuri Prokoska was said that he's willing to come down. He let Adesanya move up to fight him for the title for, uh, what was that, light heavy? And he said he's willing to come down to fight Adesanya for his title. Could Yuri make it? I don't know. It'd be one hell of a weight cut. But will Adesanya take that offer? So there's a couple of things on the plate for him. I do think if Yuri wanted to come down, that would be beautiful. But I don't think it offers Adesanya much. I don't think he wants the revenge. I think he knows he was handled in their fight. Um, I don't think he wants it, to be honest. So Adesanya, he'd probably take the... What's his... DeGesso? Is that his last name? I don't remember his. I think that's one of my employees, actually. But um, it's, it's D something. I remember the little South African dude. I, I w- should know your name. You're ranked like sixth right now. So we'll see. I definitely heard Adesanya say he wanted to drag his carpet carcass a- across South Africa or something like that. But whatever. Not even feeding into that. But let's see where they go. You know what I mean? What What do you guys want to see next for Adesanya? Piera, I'm, I'm thinking he's got Alex Piera's got to jump up to 205. If I, you know, if I'm going to be honest, um, maybe he could fight Whitaker, but I think Whitaker's next for the title shot. I don't see anybody else there unless Yuri wants to really come down. Then I could see Alex Piera versus Whitaker and Yuri versus Adesanya. That would be, you know, two solid matchups. It sucks. I would like to see Whitaker be a champion. He deserves to be a champion. He's a good individual, great fighter, and let's see what what happens there. Um. Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up with that. I definitely got to get going to work. Oh, crap. What time is it? I'm going, going, gone. It's 7 o'clock already. I'm supposed to be going out the door in 10 minutes, and I'm still sitting in my pajamas. So, love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. 
big fight coming up this weekend for uh, UFC. What is it? Was it San Antonio or some shit? No, I think they just had San Antonio. New Mexico, maybe? I don't know. I'm actually going to bring you another episode. I'm going to go study that today while I'm at work and see what the next event is because I know that main event is going to be dope with uh, Mr. Allen versus, uh, what's his name, Max Max Holloway. Holloway versus Allen. That is going to be dope. Um, There's actually some decent fights on that card. There were surprising names. Some surprising names on the undercard. So we'll get to that. Definitely some people falling down the rankings that used to be main carters, but that's life, man. Um, I was actually, it's crazy to see Max Holloway not on a pay-per-view. Dude deserves it. Dude's a fucking warrior. I love everything about Max Holloway. I'm going for him, but Allen does have the ability to shut lights out, and I think Max Holloway will take this fight. But we'll get into that in the next episode. I'll tell you why. Love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. I'm out. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one.